2, verse 1 through 12. At that time, the Roman... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, You can find this reading on page 829 in your new Bible. Again, it's Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Okay? At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was the governor of Syria. All returned to their own towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was obviously pregnant by this time. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the village inn. That night, some shepherds were in the fields outside the village, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terribly frightened, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news of great joy for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born tonight in Bethlehem, the city of David. And this is how you will recognize him. You will find a baby lying in a manger wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. May God bless the reading of his word. not working quite what I think should be. Let me try one more time. Is it getting there? Okay, I'm so glad to be here today to join the English worship. And today's message is called Giving Gift to Jesus. And I just bought this uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I, my wife and I, uh, my wife Anna, uh, oftentimes would like to take walks. So uh, during the summer, we walk in our neighborhood. There's a bike path. And during the winter time, we typically will go to uh, Burlington Mall, walk around three rounds and so on. And so I make sure that Auntie Anna, she doesn't go into shopping. 
But one time, two weeks ago, and uh, she told me that oh, I have to stop by a particular card store. And, uh, and I said, okay, uh, I don't want to go into a card store. So I went into a Microsoft store. And uh, that day, it was me who couldn't control. <laughs> so I bought this, they say, on sale, $199 for a Surface RT, which is pretty good. And I can also have it with uh, Microsoft Office. And then it comes with a keyboard and, and so on. But somehow it doesn't work connecting to here. So uh, maybe next time. And uh, I bought this uh, mostly for church use as well. So giving gifts to Jesus. So even though I can't use it, but this is for Jesus. Let's give him a clap. Hey. And secondly, today, and uh, you know, Pastor Chuck told me that uh, this is a kind of family style worship, especially for the children. Leanna and Mia and Samuel and all of you. So anyway, I'm doing the, the message. I'm going to ask you questions. So you have to pay attention, see if you can answer. Secretly too, okay? And uh, if after the answer, I'm going to check with our junior high. Because you just left children ministry not too long ago. And I want to see whether you can give the answer. So with that, uh, next slide. The passage we read this morning is Luke chapter 2. And it is about angel appearing to the shepherds. But there is another group of people who came to give gifts to Jesus. And that's the Magi. And this particular passage, Matthew 2, can be divided into three sections. The first one is talking about the, the Magi's looking for a king, verses 1 to 2. And then the second part is the Magi, they met a king, but that was King Herod. They continue, and finally, they've met baby Jesus. Next slide, please. So, in the Bible, it says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, next slide, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who, was been, who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his stars when it rose and have come to worship him. Okay, children, can you tell me, where are the Magi's from? Yeah? Uh, oh. <laughs> the East, right. Did he get it right? Right, yes or no? Yes, yes. okay, good. Okay, give him a hand. Alright. Okay, next slide, next slide. Okay. Magi's, usually we see portrayed in the writing on camels coming from the east. And next slide, please. Where in the east did the Magi come from? This is the map of Asia. Beyond Japan, that would be, well, Europe, okay? Uh, America, okay? So, uh, so we'll just show Asia. And, uh, okay, from where in the east do the Magi come from? Anyone? Kaylin, you can answer too. Anyone here? Okay, next slide. I circle three countries, if you can read it. Japan on the far right, far east. China in the middle. 
and then it's kind of dark, it is Iran. And of course, on the very left, a little circle there, that's Israel, that's where Bethlehem is. How many of you think it is the, the Magis are from Japan? Oh, one, two, three, okay, good, alright. How many of you think that they are from China? China, there are a few, okay. How many of you think they are from Iran? How you change? We have quite a few. All right. The answer is, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But, but, but historian under kind of their study, they will say that, next slide, most likely they are from Iran. All right, you got it right. Okay, most likely they are from Iran. And what kind of people live in Iran 2,000 years ago during Jesus' time? Who are they called? Say it again. Persians, of course, they are Persians. Uh, but it was believed that those Magis were not Persians. But they were occupied. They were people who lived there by being ruled by Persian king. And they got defeated by the Persians around that time or a little bit before that time. Who are they? Who are these people who were defeated by the Persians before Jesus' time? And it was suggested that those were the Magi who came from the east to worship Jesus. Okay. Anyone? Not even high schoolers with history study? Alright. Those are the Medes. The Medes. The Medes and the Persians. So, uh, so some people suggested those are the Medes. Alright, next slide. Okay. We talk about who they come from, but who are they? I have four bubbles here. Wise men, magicians, because magi, right? Magi and magicians. Kings and priests. Okay, Samuel, you have a hand up. Kings, why are I? Okay, that's good. They are kings. Any other answer? Yes. None of them. Okay, alright. Of course, we don't know for sure, right? So, but let's make a good guess. Yes. Uh, Field, uh, Spencer. Anonymous, did you say? Astronomers, okay, astronomers. I like that answer, okay. Astronomers, and I would group them to like magicians. Because they believe in supernatural things. Astronomers, I like that answer. How about, how many think they are priests? None. How many think that they are wise men? Some, okay. Now, again, we don't know for sure, but of the four answers, the most likely wrong answer is, next slide. They are not kings. Even though we sing the song, we just sang the song. We three kings of Orient are. But they were not kings. Because they were being ruled under the Persian king. Most likely they were priests. They were priests. But those priests, they were also very educated people. So wise men would be a good answer. And because they are wise men, because they are educated people, typically at the time they look at the stars, 
and make some predictions, make some inferences. And so they are astrologers, or you can associate them with magician if you extend uh, the meaning of that word. So magicians will be also an acceptable answer. But most likely they were not kings. Next slide. So these magis came to look for a king, and the Bible said, when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. Next slide. And all Jerusalem with him, when he had called together all the people, chief priests and teachers of the law, and then asked them where the Messiah is supposed to be. So you can see that King Herod, number one, he is very powerful. After he heard about these magi coming to look for a king, he felt threatened, even though he was powerful. Quickly, he summoned his subordinates to come and tell them where the king, where the Messiah is supposed to be. Next slide. This is probably from a coin or from a picture of King Herod. This is what he looked like. That's what people believe. Next slide. The Bible continues saying that in Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is where the prophet has written, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler, a king, and who will shepherd my people Israel. Next slide. And where is Bethlehem on this map of Israel? is where, next to the Dead Sea at the bottom, uh, Bethlehem. Next slide. So these uh, Magis were summoned by the king. The, then Herod called the Magis secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. So King Herod was very smart. And he warned them to look for the king, and then he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find them, report to me, so that I too may go to worship him. Do you think King Herod really wanted to go visit baby Jesus? Ah, Samuel is shaking his head. All right. So these magi heard him, and then uh, they just went on their way to look for baby Jesus. Next slide. So this is King Herod. And I'm going to show you four animals and ask you which animals can best describe King Herod. <laughs> All right, next slide. Okay. At the top left corner, there's a tiger. Tiger is fierce. Tiger is kind of like the king among the animal kingdoms. On the right, left hand, on, on the top right, is a bull or an ox. And those are hard workers. Bottom right, there's a fox. Fox is uh, one of the most cunning animals. And on the bottom left is a lamb. Yeah. All right. How many of you think that Herod is most like a tiger? Yeah. Oh, there we go. All right. Yeah, there we go. Zachary too. How many of you think that he is more like an ox or a bull? Not too many people. Actually, Herod worked very hard. He actually, he is the one who renovated the temple. 
By the time of Jesus, the temple was very desolate. And he spent his money, he spent his time to work for the people so that they have a good place to worship. So we have to give King Herod you know, some credit. He worked hard. How about on the bottom right, a fox? There we go. Okay, most of you. How many of you think he's a lamb? All right, next slide. All right, okay. I think most of you are all right. He's definitely not like a lamb. Next slide. So the Magi met, uh, uh, meet baby Jesus. He talked about, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Next slide. And typically you will see a picture something like this. And the star of Bethlehem shining brightly. And then the Magi came and followed the star. And the star stopped at a house. And then that's where uh, Jesus was. Next slide. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And after, and having been warned, next slide, in the dream, and not to go back to the same path, and they return home by a different way. So, oftentimes we see a picture of three magi bringing gifts to Jesus. Okay, children, Emir, tell me, what are the gifts that they give to Jesus? What are the gifts that these magi bring to Jesus? Yes, Zachary. Oil. Say it again. Oil. Oil? Oil. Oil. Oh, oil is uh, rich in that Middle East place. They might have carried oil, uh, but we are not so sure. Okay, yes, Samuel. Gold. Gold. Wow, I like that answer. Next slide. One more slide. Of course, in the Bible, we talk about they give, bring gifts of gold, and then another word, big word, frankincense, is some kind of uh, incense, uh, fragrance, and then myrrh, uh, is some kind of ointment. So these are the three things the Bible said they brought to Jesus. Next slide, please. So, uh, so uh, if I can draw a picture, those are the three things that uh, they brought to Jesus. But I'm going to challenge our high schoolers and our middle schoolers. And I'm going to say that, yes, those are the three gifts that the Magi brought to Jesus. But perhaps from this passage, we can draw different conclusions about the three gifts given to Jesus. Next slide. Oh, next slide. Something skipped. Okay. Somehow something messed up. Okay. The three gifts, the first one, I just gave it away, is worship. Because the Bible said that when they came, the first thing they did was not present the gifts. But the first thing they did was to bow down and worship Jesus. So I would say that if we want to give gifts to Jesus, the main thing is not to give him any material, but is to honor him as the king, to worship him. 
So that's the first gift. What is the second gift? High schoolers. Okay, not those three. The next thing that the Magi brought to Jesus, next slide. They opened their treasures. Oh, not so fast. Okay, all right. They opened their treasures, their box. They carry all along, and then they presented Jesus. Presented him with gifts, and those three items—gold, frankincense, and myrrh—so uh, happen to be things that are treasured during that time. But it is not those individual items that are important, but the thought of presenting something that they value to Jesus. Next slide. So I would say that the second thing they gave to Jesus was their action of giving. And I think that's the reason why in Christmas, during Christmas, we give gifts to others. That sometimes became a burden because adults especially, they have to think of what gifts to buy. But the true meaning of Christmas is giving. Giving to Christ. But giving to Christ through giving to others. And Jesus said, especially, if you give to those who cannot give it back to you. So don't think about just giving gifts to your friends, your relatives. Think about giving gifts to people who can give, give back to you. I think that's the purpose. Give. Third thing. First thing, it is not as clear from this passage, but I kind of draw an inference, and I think that's appropriate too. Next slide. Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, initially the king, the most powerful king, told them, after you found baby Jesus, come and tell me so that I can go and worship baby Jesus. I don't know whether the Magi took King Herod's word literally. Perhaps they did. But given that they were astronomers or astrologers, they believed in supernatural events. And it was through supernatural events they came from the East. And it was in a supernatural event, in a dream. God spoke. To the Magi. And after God spoke to the Magi through a dream, what they did was they returned to their country by another route. Next slide. So I would say the third gift that the Magi presented to Jesus is obedience. You may learn a lot from school, from church, from other people. And especially you can learn a lot of things about the Bible, about God, but if we don't do it, those don't mean anything to us. If the Magi were to follow what King Herod told them, they might have went back the same path 
And then King Herod might have come, and baby Jesus might have been killed prematurely. But because of their obedience, the course of history turned. Next slide. So if I can make some association between what they do, bring to, what they brought to Jesus, and also who they are as priests, their first thing they did was to worship Jesus. And as wise men, as educated people, they learn it is better to give rather than to receive. And as magicians, as astrologers, they believe in supernatural events and being. They learn to be obedient. Next slide. The three magis, we sometimes portray them as three. We do not know how many. They were probably priests, wise men, and magicians. They were certainly no king. But the true king is Jesus Christ. Christ is the king. One more slide. Next slide. King Herod, he may be a tiger. He may be a fox. He may be an ox. But he is no lamb. But Jesus, he is the lamb of God. He came here Christmas so that 33 years later, Easter time, he may die on the cross, sacrifice himself to God so that we can truly experience the meaning and the joy of Christmas. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of the year during Christmas. Help us to celebrate just like the world celebrates but in content and in attitude that will be different that we don't just exchange gold, frankincense, and myrrh of value in America. But rather we learn to worship you. We learn to give our best to you through giving to others. And also we learn to be obedient to you. These are the true gifts that you appreciate, and you deserve as the King of Kings and as the Lamb of God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.